Welcome to another week of the informal program. Uh, anything else in the script, Dave? Uh, no, no, there's nothing else. Great producing by me. Wonderful producing by you, Dave. Wonderful. Live from a city in Southern California, this is the informal program. Uh, thank you. What was that? Put your headphones on. You know, that would really help to hear the music if I put my headphones on. Welcome to the informal program. Man, you are a life send, I tell you. What would I do without you? Maybe have a script written for me? That would have been nice. Welcome into the informal program. Another week, another informal program. Listening on soundcloud.com slash informal program. Or the network of obscure broadcasting. A very obscure network today. Is anyone watching? I, I don't know and I don't care. And with that fine sentiment, I'm sure we'll go places. Well, I'm just saying, you know, just do it for your own fun. That's true. That's true. So, I want to start the show off with the Dodgers because we have made it through the dark times, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you who are sports fans, those of you who are fans of the other beautiful game. Soccer is the beautiful game, but the other beautiful game is baseball. That was beautiful. Thank you. I mean, I never looked at it like that before. Okay, can you let me finish the show? Sure. All right. By the way, Dave is not here. Uh, no, Dave's here. John Beanie's not here. Yeah, he's on vacation. I don't know where he is, like San Francisco or something. Yeah. He's not a Giants fan, but he's going opening day. Yeah, so if you see John Beanie, say hi. Ask him lots of questions. So who's running the show today? We don't know. Somebody's back there. Yeah, I didn't see who it was. Anyway, so somebody's running the show. Fake Juan Uribe joining us. Not saying a word, but uh, former member of the Dodgers, Fake Juan Uribe, or his bobblehead at least, is here. And when his bobblehead night, when I got this bobblehead, he wasn't even on the Dodgers then. Like, that was the thing. They had traded him before the bobblehead night, and so he was playing on the Braves. I don't know where the guy is now. Maybe you can look that up during the show. Where is Juan Uribe playing now, if he is playing? Could be just, like, in a field somewhere. That's true. He could be retired and just one of those guys, like, uh, in Brooklyn. He's just playing at, at a local park. He's just playing baseball in the park. How did we get here? Anyway, welcome to the show for the fifth time. I want to start with the Dodgers because opening day is upon us. We're getting close to baseball returning. Big deal around here. Big deal around here. So I had a chance last night to go to the freeway series, Dodgers-Angels. The Dodgers lost that. The Angels won, which was it was a strange feeling because I'm, I'm not expecting much of the Angels this year, just to be honest. Astros are in that division. I, you know, if they make the playoffs, that's a plus. So, wow, that's – man, you're, you're – optimistic yeah i mean they've had mike trout since 2012 and they've been in the playoffs to combine what six hours that's true yeah i mean they weren't beating that royals team i knew that after game one anyway so i lost my train of thought get it back on again all right i will see when you interrupt me this happens yep okay you don't have to say anyway just keep going with the show thank you coach so last night, went to the Angels-Dodgers game. I'm fascinated by the Dodgers. And that's kind of an awkward transition. But really, because throughout this whole run that they've had, the last, well, they've won the division five straight years. But this last run, they got to the NLCS last year. They went to the World Series last year. The Dodgers are money ball on steroids. Now, the whole money ball idea you have, Usually it's done with a baseball team. You know, they don't have a lot of money. The Oakland A's or some team, they're like, you know, we can't compete against the Yankees or the Dodgers, I guess, or the Yankees or the 
Red Sox. Red Sox have the highest payroll now. All those high-spending teams. And so you create a team of a bunch of role players. You get guys, uh, you know, we got him off the minors. He can play two, three positions. And they just kind of compile a team together, and the team's somehow decent. So that's usually how Moneyball works. The thing with the Dodgers, they're doing it, but they have nearly unlimited resources. And so what fascinates me, and here's a, here's a thought experiment for those of you listening, and Dave can play too. John Beanie's not here. Bagman's probably ranting in the cloud somewhere about how college basketball players need to be paid. How'd you know? Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, no, I'm not saying they shouldn't be. I'm just saying he's yelling to a cloud somewhere. Yeah, I just got a, a Snapchat from him. He was literally outside yelling at a cloud. Wow. I'm just really surprised you nailed that. Yeah. I, I know Bagman. Where was I? Uh, Dodgers. Thank you. So here's a fun thought experiment, okay? Now I'm going to bring up the Dodgers roster. Dave, don't look at it. Turn your computer off. All right, fine. Close the computer. Oh, fine. I'll close it. All right. I'm going to bring up the Dodgers roster, okay? And here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through the Dodgers roster. If I can pull up the Dodgers. There we are. There's the Dodgers roster. And uh, can you put on my screen, Dave? Yeah. But don't look at it. All right, fine. I won't look at it. Okay. So I'm going to bring up the Dodgers roster. All right, tell me this. Who is the high-paid star of the Dodgers? Who is the – okay, name me three players, three players that the Dodgers have, the high-powered free agents that they brought in, Yankee style with all this money they have. Like the Red Sox. When the Red Sox signed David Price, where where's that guy for the Dodgers? Who, who did they sign? Who did they just splash millions of dollars on? I mean, they signed Kershaw. That's true, but he was already there. Puig? Picked him up in, in Cuba. Found him just deep dive through the minor league baseball. Not even minor league baseball. Pretty much got on a plane, and they're like, oh, there's this guy you should probably see. I see your point. Okay, so thank you for playing along. You're welcome. Okay, so here's the thing with the Dodgers. I'm looking at the roster right now. Justin Turner, probably as a position player, did he become the... Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's probably the most famous Dodger. I mean, let me not use most famous. I'm saying in terms of your star. Like, if you're asking a Dodgers fan, aside Kershaw, he's a pitcher. I mean, the pitcher. And he did it in the playoffs, folks, okay? So get over it. He did. Well, I mean, what about game five? When they scored, what, 30 runs combined? That's fair. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, who pitched well in that game? Fair point. Okay. So, and and don't talk about game seven. He was supposed to, I, I am still of the opinion that in game seven, if it had gone to plan, he would have come in Madison Bumgarner style in Game 7 of the 2014 World Series and tried to win the game for the Dodgers, but things went awry very early on, and he ended up coming in in relief where his biggest accomplishment was he kept it at, what, a 4 nothing lead or whatever. Uh, so, aside from Clayton Kershaw, in terms of position players, who would you say is this is the star batter for the Dodgers? Probably Justin Turner. Who they got because the Mets were like, eh, we don't want him anymore. Puig, he's another star Dodger on the cover of uh, one of the Major League Baseball video games. He's right, right fielder, star, right fielder, great player. They found him in Cuba. If I remember correctly, he was brought over uh, rather clandestinely on a boat. I think that's true. Yeah, he, he came over here, 
Cody Bellinger, another star. He was a guy they got out of the minor leagues. Corey Seager, minor league prospect. Chris Taylor. I forgot about Chris Taylor. In and out of the minors with the Mariners, he gets traded to the Dodgers. So what they've done is they've compiled a Moneyball team with unlimited resources. So they're doing the Moneyball thing. They're not going the Yankees route, really. They tried that. Well, well they kind of got lucked into it with the whole Red Sox trade. I wouldn't say it's lucked into it. And you have a lot of opinions today. No, I'm just saying, like, they made that trade. That's true. They did make that trade. But... They didn't go out and sign those people. Yeah, but they traded for them. And then they did everything in their power to you know, undo it over the next few years. Like, who's left from that group? Carl Crawford's gone. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez is gone. Just saying. So it's fascinating because not only do they have the money ball idea in terms of how they found the guys, the people play tons of different positions. Here's the depth chart for the Dodgers, okay? The catcher, Austin Barnes, also plays, uh, let's see here. Do you have it, Dave? Well, he plays another position. Yeah, he plays second base, is it? Cody Bellinger plays the outfield as well. Matt Kemp, he was the center fielder a few years ago. He's in left field now. Chris Taylor plays infield and outfield. They got people, five infielders and outfielders on the team. Justin Turner got injured, which, I mean, that's... Messed up. Hope everything's okay with him. They're like, okay, Logan Forsythe, he's played every position except in, in his career. He's played except center field, pitcher, and catcher. So, like, all right, move him over to third base. It's just fascinating to watch because I remember, I believe it was game four of the NLCS. Dodgers playing the Cubs. They lost that game, but they almost went full just emptying the bench. They had, like, half the team didn't even play in the playoffs until then. So, all right, you know what? Let's bring in another. Like, they, it seems like they use every guy on the roster. Like, all 25 guys play significant time. I don't know if that's just me, but it's just a fascinating thing to look at. And then don't, don't forget Kenley Jansen, now one of the best closers in baseball, maybe the best. I'm not going to put that out there because then someone's like, whoa, you forgot about someone in St. Louis. I don't know. I Closer position has changed a lot in Major League Baseball. Anyway, he was a catcher. So you have people all over the roster who can play just about every position. And then you look at the rotation. Clayton Kershaw brought up through the minor league system. Alex Wood. I believe they got him in the trade that involved D. Gordon. I looked up a lot of things before, so don't, don't quote me on that. But they got him in a trade as well. Maeda, they signed him as a free agent. Rich Hill was all over Major League Baseball until they found him. So, I mean, this is a team that for all the, the money seems to be pretty well used they're not just going out to sign a bunch of key free agents and just kind of piling a team together they are really creating a team that has ridiculous depth as you can see because Justin Turner's injured and still they're a pretty decent baseball team that's the thing I think even with injuries and things that can happen over a 162 game season they are a very deep team and that's just interesting so there's my rambling about the Dodgers. That was beautiful, beautiful ramblings. Thank you. No, you're supposed to say, no, it wasn't ramblings. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it was a beautiful one. Uh, thank you. Final four of the NCAA tournament is set. No, wrong bite. Thank you. Who is back there today? Can, can we, like, 
We can't say. You can't. You don't want your name mentioned. All right. All right. Fine. Um, so just blame them anonymously. Yes. The scapegoat. That's who's back there today. The scapegoat. Hello, scapegoat. Oh! All right. Very good. Final four set. Michigan, Loyola, Chicago, Kansas, and Villanova. We all had that, didn't we? Yeah. That was our final four, too. Yeah, I definitely had Loyola, Chicago in the final four. Michigan looks good. They shoot a ton of threes. That's one thing. You know, on a slight sidetrack about college basketball, I've always found interesting is it's still a very old school game in terms of let's give a big man a ball inside and have him pound down low and then get a bunch of easy points from within three feet. Like they're they're I don't know, maybe it's because I all right, here's the thing. Maybe I'm a little closer to Bagman than I'd like to think in terms of college basketball, that I'm not this huge fan of the game. I just personally I think it's still a little too slow and a little too behind, but I mean, there is a beauty in the old school kind of, we still honor Naismith's rules in a very, in a different way than the NBA, who just said, you know what, entertainment is above all, but college basketball still has that, you know, thread of the old school kind of, this is the way the game was meant to be played kind of thing, so uh, personally, I do find the game a little slow and not as exciting as the NBA, but, so I, I'm taking myself and saying, all right, I might not be an expert on this, but does it not seem, maybe I could ask the audience, does it not seem, though, that college basketball is not as wild about the three-point line as other forms of basketball seem to be? So when you have a team like Michigan just hoisting up all kinds of threes, Villanova, too, did it, but Michigan just living behind the three-point line at times, it seems to be a little different. So they play Loyola Chicago, and then Kansas and Villanova on the other side of the bracket. That should be a fun game. Uh, the sports die, as we mentioned, has Villanova and Michigan in the final game. So, yeah, you know what? Might not be wrong there. We'll be back on the informal program right after this. You're listening to the informal program. All right. We're here in California, sunny Southern California. If I look out my window off to my left, I can see the beautiful trees and palm trees out there. There are literally palm trees out our window. Like this is the epitome of Southern California. I don't know about the rest of the country, but at some point the sun will come back. Or so I've heard. Yeah, unless you're in Alaska, at which point it'll be back, you know, sometime later on in the year because there are dark days. or Are there days of increased light? What is it? Yeah, there's some days where the sun never st- uh, shines, and then there are other places where it, it always does. I feel like you don't know that to be true. Well, you're right. Okay, so don't listen to Dave, but listen to me, because I know at some point the sun will come out. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe Annie was lying. But when the sun does come out, you're going to need to put a cap on your head because you don't want to be walking around with a cardboard box covering your head or a piece of paper or one of those pizza boxes. You need to put on a cap. So to protect yourself from the sun, wear a cap. And now, the news report. And now, the Bagman News Report. Thank you. Instead of a news report in my traditional fashion, I will give you some truth. Ladies and gentlemen, the process should be trusted. The Philadelphia 76ers won their 43rd basketball game last night, proving to all the children out there that if you lose consecutively for five years, don't attempt to win. You'll be rewarded with a half-decent season. Ladies and gentlemen, I am full on the tank train in Major League Baseball, in basketball, in every sport except European soccer because you get relegated to the second division because they don't tolerate losers there. You should lose. I will spend the rest of my time, I cede my time to silence, to think through my very valid point. Sam Hinkie was ahead of his time. He was a genius man. He was a brilliant man. And his firing was unjust. Ladies and gentlemen, you should all trust the process. In your homes, in your lives, in your workplace, trust the process. Back to the show.
All right, I, I don't think we should condone just wild tanking and ceasing to be productive in all our areas of business. Work for the 76ers. True, and they're going to go out in the first round. How'd that work out? Have you seen the Andrew Celtics? All right, fair enough. Welcome back to the show, but we'll get to Bagman in a minute to discuss some more uh, soccer because Bagman, what, what, what was he ranting about a few weeks ago? He was yelling about how soccer... I said that soccer in Europe had turned back the clock because they had riots in uh, West Ham. But I still like the beautiful game. All right, fine. Anyway, but it's weird for you to be suddenly on the back of, of soccer now to want to discuss soccer after you were just ranting about the sport. Well, this is the American form, Daniel. Very different. Okay, very fair. You can tank in Major League Soccer, remember that. So you're for tanking. Oh, absolutely. Listen, man. If I could get be horrible at my job so that five years later I'd be a master at it, I, I would do that. So that's what you're doing right now. Fair. Very fair. All right, get out of here. All right, so before we get to Bagman, I did want to talk about the NBA because since we, we, we kind of – here's the thing. Me as a sports fan and just this show in general, it kind of floats over the sports landscape and kind of lands on whatever's going on now because – I've always been kind of a seasonal sports fan, which means as big a fan as I am of baseball, in December and January, I completely forget the rules of the game. Like, I came back to baseball, I'm watching yesterday, I'm like, oh, it is three strikes and you're out. Like, I forget everything in between there. So, we've kind of moved away from basketball because the NBA was the thing we were watching after the NFL season ended, and I'm not the biggest NFL fan, but you know, it's free content. Every Sunday we watch games. Every Tuesday we talk about it. Same thing with college basketball. So a few things to get in on the NBA front. Bagman, I think you mentioned it a couple of shows ago where Tyron Lue took a leave of absence from the Cavaliers because of some uh, chest pains and health reasons. He's stepping away from the Cavs. So the Cavs are doing decently without him. Um, Is that a sign to Tyron Lue that LeBron's like, hey, sit down and be humble? humble? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there because that makes for great sports talk, man. Is LeBron now playing because Tyron Lue is off the court? Whatever. The other ones that are more interesting, Kyrie Irving. Do we have an update on Kyrie? Because he just vanished. Uh, Kyrie's out indefinitely. Uh-oh. All right. So congratulations to the Cleveland Cavaliers on winning the Eastern Conference. I kid. I kid. Steph Curry is going to be out the first round of the playoffs for the Warriors. I'm, I'm getting a little concerned about the Warriors. I know a few shows ago we made this whole joke, will the Warriors win the East, will they not win the East? I mean, the West, good gracious. Wow. Totally uncalled yeah. for. Totally. Yeah, that was, a, that was an unforced error, okay? That was an unforced error. So, speaking of which, uh, the sports die. Yeah, he's got some punishments waiting up for you, man. All right, very well. I'll, I'll accept it at some point. Uh, can we can we defer the the penalty? Oh yeah, you can defer it to like two weeks from now. All right. I talk about the sports that he's not here today. He's on vacation with Beanie, but he said uh, pass along his regards. And you called the uh, Miami Hurricanes the uh, Miami Dolphins yesterday or last show. Okay, sorry about that. Anyway, Steph Curry's injured, and I know we've been joking about the Warriors and the Rockets. Who has a legitimate chance of making? Do the Rockets have a chance? No, I'm concerned about the Warriors though. Because there is a point in basketball where the regular season does cease to matter if you're a good team and you're just like, I, I don't care about these 82 games. Like, just just finish, we'll finish wherever. We're good enough. But it is kind of concerning. Steph Curry's going to be out first round. I think they probably get out of the first round unless Kawhi Leonard comes back for the Spurs, and then that could be a fun series. 
But if you're the Houston Rockets, I think you're kind of looking to chops right now. Like, we injured Warriors, not 100% Warriors. This is our chance. Because the Rockets have done something. I know we'll get to Bagman. He's yelling at me in the back. The Rockets have done something which is fascinating. I don't think we've discussed on the show really, which is what they've seemed to do in the, the games I've watched them, is they've taken the Warriors strategy of we're going to shoot threes, and they have increased it. So what the Warriors did was you had Steph Curry, who would shoot from anywhere. He literally made shots from the tunnel before game started. You have him. You have Klay Thompson. It's like, all right, let's give the ball to them. Let's shoot threes. Those are the main two. Then Kevin Durant comes in, and then it's not even fair. So you have those three guys that shoot threes. The Rockets seem to have done, all right, James Harden is going to get the ball. We're going to have Clint Capella inside. And then everyone else on the court, if you wear a Rockets jersey, just get behind the three-point line. And if James Harden doesn't roast somebody and knock him over with his dribbling, just he'll give it to you and you shoot a three. I mean, that's that seems to be the strategy. I don't, I don't know. I'm not coaching. And maybe I'll ask Mike D'Antoni. He's like, no, we're actually trying to, you know, get inside and score buckets. But no, that 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 appears to be what they're doing. So that team has in some ways, I'm not saying they're better than the Warriors. That is way too far here. Oh, whoa, 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 I'm not, whoa, whoa. I'm not, I'm not saying they're better. Although someone did say that. I'm just saying that in the art of three-point shooting and the offense the Warriors ran, I think that the Rockets have eclipsed it in terms of proficiency at least. So that'll be interesting. And if the Warriors are not 100% healthy, that opens the door uh, the door even bigger to the Rockets because the Warriors haven't looked great. But like I said, that could be partly because they just said, you know what, this regular season thing, we don't care. Anyway, so that's my talk on basketball. Time for In-Depth with Bagman where Bagman comes out. He was on location a few times before, and then we realized he was going to the wrong places and costing us money. So he's in studio with us now. Bagman wearing the Trust the Process shirt. Uh, very funny. Discussing... The arrival of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Bless you. Get out of here, Dave. To the Los Angeles Galaxy. Uh, can you discuss this here? Well, you just said it, so I'm not going to say anything. You need to ask me a question. To, to unlock my knowledge, you need to ask me a journalistic question. All right, fine. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic, star of... Manchester United. Thank you. Do you, uh, you look like you know soccer? May I finish? Yes. Okay. Zlatan Ibrahimovic to the Galaxy. Go. That's not a question. Give me a question. What impact will he have on the galaxy? Oh, thank you. Now now I can jump off into my uh, prepared notes. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is a star soccer player from Manchester United. He's uh, 36 years old. Some were concerned about his health because he injured his knee last summer. And there were talks uh, that he would go to Major League Soccer several years ago. He decided to come to Manchester United. He did well with them. Now he's coming to the Los Angeles Galaxy and... Years ago, I think this would be a huge deal because uh, Major League Soccer was at a point where they said, we need stars. Now it's a question of will he fit on the roster. But, I mean, they're going to play him. You know, they will play him, but the question is will he be effective because uh, the Galaxy signed a player named Ola Kamara, who is a great uh, striker, came from Columbus, soon to be Austin. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm just saying that's, that's what the reports say. Anyway, so he is going from... Manchester United to the Los Angeles Galaxy. Kai Kamara, or Ola Kamara, excuse me. There's so many Kamara in the league. Kamara? Uh, ba- uh, John Beanie. He, he told me that's it's plural, Kamara. Anyway, there are many Kamara in the league, and one is Ola Kamara. So he may be playing behind him. You're, you're kidding. Well, he'll probably start anyway. So this weekend, upcoming on Saturday, is the first, uh, what, what do we call it? El Trafico? El Trafico, Los Angeles football club against Los Angeles Galaxy. We don't know if Zlatan's going to play. And that's uh, that's much as I know. Okay. 
very well. So how are the fans reacting to this? Oh, uh, there they are. Uh, there, there are mixed reviews on Zlatan. People very excited he's coming to the league. He came in with a big uh, a press release. He, he put an ad in the newspaper that said, Los Angeles, you're welcome, and signed his name at the bottom of it. Uh, his, his opening video said, Los Angeles, welcome to Zlatan. He's a very Chuck Norris-like character, except I think that uh, he invented Chuck Norris. Okay, now we're, now we're getting ridiculous. No, but, but anyway, back to my point, though, that I was saying before you killed my humor. Zlatan is a polarizing figure. He's an exciting figure, so fans are happy to have him in the league, but as far as actual product on the field, it's, it, we wait to see. All right, also I want to ask you about the U.S. World Cup bid. Oh, boy. Because the bids came out now for 2026, who's going to get the World Cup, Morocco and the U.S. Well, it's not just the U.S., it's Mexico and Canada. That's right, Mexico and Canada, two Canadian cities, four Mexican cities. So, in essence, it really is a U.S. bid to host the World Cup. Uh, but but Morocco has a chance. Or listen, has FIFA ever done anything over the table and not corrupt? Maybe. Don't answer. The answer to that is no. So, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Morocco on hosting the 2026 World Cup. Uh, you, thank you. No, I'm serious. No, you think that? Do you seriously think that the United States, who who cleaned out FIFA, exterminated all of the people making money? Got rid of the man who had more power than just about anyone on this planet and set bladder. You think they're going to turn around and give him the World Cup? Yes. Uh, you, are, you are naive. I'm done here. I'm done. All right. So they're not getting the World Cup. I, I'm telling you, when that bid comes out, do not tell me that you'll be surprised when Morocco is hosting the 2026 World Cup. But all the stadiums, they, they have to build half their stadiums. It doesn't matter. The U.S. has 50 stadiums. They could host the thing in Texas, but it doesn't matter. It's going to Morocco. All right. Very well. All right. That was uh, uplifting. Final minutes of the show here as we uh, finish up another fascinating edition of the informal program. Uh, fascinating is one way to put it. Uh, let's take some listeners, some stuff from the hotline here. Uh, had our resident Baltimore fan saying, uh, last show, no mention of UMBC Retrievers. Yes, that is my bad. We got caught up with a sports die and whatever we are talking about last week. Who knows? And we did fail to mention UMBC. You uh, still don't remember what it stands for. Maryland, Baltimore County. Thank you. UMBC, the first 16 seed to upset a one seed. That happened. Seemed like a while ago with the tournament. Uh, still in its early stages. By the way, if you go to SoundCloud.com. No, actually, it's on both of them. If you find us, SoundCloud.com slash Informal Program. Or just search inform the Informal Program on iTunes. You can get our uh, behind-the-scenes where all of us are in studio here. Well, mine is Dave and Bagman, but uh, some of our other friends are here, and we watched the final minutes of the game and took part in that glorious moment together. So congratulations to UMBC. They lost their second game, but what a, what a ride for them to the NCAA tournament to become the first 16th seed to ever win. Uh, Gus writes in, you don't have time on Sunday for golf tournaments last four days, bro. That's true. I did mention last week we were talking about Tiger Woods. And I said, I haven't watched any tournaments on Sunday. I mean, that's true. I could have four days. I could watch some. Um, and this is another big one here. L.A. is a small market. Come on. That's true. Last week, I was talking about Shohei Otani and how he's brilliant for shunning all Major League Baseball teams except the one where he had literally no pressure in the Angels, which is true. He doesn't have any pressure. Tell me, any of those other teams, all those other teams he's going to go to, he had pressure. That was my point. But I did call Anaheim a small market, which is my bad because it's not. Disneyland's there. Everyone knows about it. That's it for the informal program this week. We'll see you next week, probably. Maybe our April Fool's show because it's the day after April Fool's Day or two days later. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. See you next week.
Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Hope you enjoyed it, whether you saw us on the Network of Obscure Broadcasting, Extra Obscure Today, or at Last Check, or on SoundCloud or on iTunes. We appreciate you listening to the show. Again, if you're in the northeast part of the United States, whenever the sun comes out, I don't know when it's going to come out. I'm talking from California, so this applies to right now. But whenever the sun makes its appearance, you need to wear a cap on your head. Sunscreen is great. I'm not doubting the power of sunscreen or tonics or oils or whatever, but you do need something to cover your head and you need to wear a cap. And that's why you should put on a cap. You can find them pretty much anywhere. You go to a, a, a grocery store, you can find a cap. You go to a cleaning store, you can find a cap. 99 cent store, you can find a cap. Um, gas station, thank you, Dave. I was thinking of a gas station. You can find a cap. Anywhere you go, you can find a cap. Proud sponsor of the show. Thank you for listening. Dave, you have anything to say? Bills are going to win the national championship. Get out of here. Bye.